If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Sex Caliber Bones a lot. Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Alyssa, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Allie, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, West, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Jonathan, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we're hanging out in Bedford Falls daily. Recording a knife before Christmas. Let, let's see. It's no, a no, wonderful no. knife. It's, it's a wonderful you knife. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing two things. <laughs> he is doing two things because he has a photo shoot tomorrow with the scene, see, right? Okay. The national okay, okay, scene. Okay, yeah, let, let me share my, let, yeah, let me share my, because I said, I will, it, I told the reporter, I was like, yes, I'll do this interview. If. You take a new picture? Because apparently Mikey said they have the worst photo of him ever taken and they okay. read every article of him. Can you see my screen? Yes. Let's go down to my picture. Okay. <laughs> it looks like Mikey's on his eighth week of training day. The movie training day. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, this looks like Mikey made a whole movie version of training day and they grabbed a screenshot. <laughs> smile i know i smiled some in those pictures at some point you're about to turn to the guy next to you and be like want to get wet like that's what it looks that's like that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like yeah i have so i i know i did a smile one they didn't use it <laughs> thank you for tuning into horror virgin i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm your horror virgin todd which means i don't like scary movies but you guys make me watch them and this week mikey made us watch it's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful knife. knife. Now, this is the first time I saw this movie. I'm assuming it is for you two as well. For me, but Mikey, I think, watched it once before. I watched it one and a half. I watched it. I second screened it a second time today. Okay, okay. So you watched it initially a few days ago, probably. Yeah, my expectations for this film, rock bottom. All I wanted was a Christmas horror movie. I just wanted a horror movie and Christmas lights together. That's all I need. That is my rock bottom. Those are the least amount of expectations I need in a Christmas horror film. <laughs> but I did surprisingly find it charming, you know? And so like, I was like, oh, this is way better 
like there's an actual plot. I was like, wow, great. You've you've spread my expectations. And there's a lot of Christmas lights. Yeah. It's a little all over the place. <laughs> I like that the most. Okay, can I just say this before we like reveal too much about how we felt about the movie right off the bat? Sure. Uh, I fucking loved it. It was fun. I loved that it like 20 minutes in, you know who the killer is. Like, you know who the killer is definitively. Yeah. And then they flip it on you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I thought that was cool. I did call that, though. Sure. But it's fun, though, right? Like, and it makes sense because the ultimate killer still is the ultimate killer. Her dad just becomes the penultimate killer or whatever. Right. But. I think it's really fun. I thought that was a really fun way to do it. I cried during this movie. I cried a couple of times during this movie, yeah. We have Justin Long looking like Fred Armisen's lost orange brother. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, and a killer that looks like it was a rejected Mortal Kombat character. What is not to love? I like the costume. Me too. I thought it was cool as shit. No, it was terrible. I have it as Squid Game's ghost face everywhere in my notes. It <laughs> <laughs> was a bonkers costume. It should have had like a rectangle on the on the mask or some yes! shit. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. And how could you see out of that mask? I can't. It's wild character design. You obviously can see out of the mask, Paige. It's a movie, okay? You gotta like suspend disbelief. She wished upon Santa magic. If you believe she can travel on an Ariel Borealis or whatever Mikey was just about to call it, then you can believe yeah. that she definitely could have seen through that mask. All I wanted from this film that wasn't in it was an actual Clarence. Because I love It's a Wonderful Life. I wanted an actual Clarence. We got an actual Clarence. Fighting people. like a No, like I want a real angel. We got a real angel, Mikey, in my opinion. I thought it was going to be weirdo. I thought that was going to be the reveal. It was that she was actual Clarence. I was kind of bummed that didn't happen, but I do like the turn of like, you're Clarence, I'm George. I do like that kind of a flip at the end. That was very yeah. sweet. I cried, guys. I cried. I cried. In that scene. I was like, that's this is so sweet, and I fucking love it. I liked it. I I, <laughs> I really liked it. I I love a good fucking Christmas ripoff bullshit yes. Christmas thing. I love it. And I love okay, this is a true story. Natalie had just watched It's a Wonderful Life. And then I come into the bedroom and I'm like, hey, I got to watch something. And I turned this movie on right after that. <laughs> that, that it's a, I bet it would be a great double feature. She was like, I'm no. going to yoga. <laughs> Hard pass on the first the first half. I'll, I'll sit through the second half again, though. Paige, you know what I liked about this that the OG didn't have? It was only an hour and a half. I oh, liked that, too. <laughs> same. That's, a, that's exactly what yeah. I'm getting at. Like, we are in the upside down, for lack of a better turn, for when she goes to the other place. Yes. We're there in like 23, 24, 25 minutes. It's not like an hour 20 into the movie, you know? 23 minutes. I timed it out. I think in this kind of campy stuff, they're like, let's just keep it really tight. Let's not make it any longer than yeah. like, I, I feel like if it was longer, I would have a lot more problems with the film. But like, yes, it runs out of pace where I'm like, oh, good. It falls apart the second you think about it slightly harder. Yes, yeah, so you can't have time to think. Yeah. Because at some point I was like, how is he mind controlling people? Yeah, and they never answer it. <laughs> they never answer it. So I have a headcanon response to all of that. Okay. Hell yes. Christmas magic? It is Christmas magic because <laughs> okay. if, if she never existed and then he murdered everyone that he wanted to murder, this was his wish upon a star. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, okay. Because after they kill the dad, like, it gets real culty cult up in that place. I think I think he got to wish, and his wish was like, I want the whole town. I want people to worship me and do exactly what I say and a hot wife. And like, and then he gets it all. And then the wish sent her. I want the town. I want the whole town. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen Sondheim. Think about this. The God that exists in this fictional world. Sure. Was like, you stopped a serial killer. You can wish. You get you get a wish. I'm not going to tell you, but you get we're going to like. And then the first thing she does is wish to be dead. And so like that guy's got to be like, what the fuck? Okay, but I don't think she knew those stakes. Like, I think if the, I think if the creator or the universe or the available or whatever you're going to call it is like going to give her one, it's got to tell her that and not just her being sad. Like, because that's all that's really happening there. No, but then then it's not. It's a wonderful knife because it's a wonderful knife. Just like surprises people with that shit. It just pops in. and It's just like, oh, oh, you want a knife? I'll lasso it for you. You can swallow it. Knives will come out your fingertips. Like that's (laughs) what it's just madness. Yeah. That joke was so good. I had to take my record out and break it. My dad and I have just we watched a Jim Gaffigan special that I think is a couple years old where he does a whole section of It's a Wonderful Life about diarrhea. And my dad and I have just been doing it back and forth to each other for a week and a half. (laughs) And it's been great. Diarrhea, come out your fingertips. Uh, (laughs) Stupid. It's ridiculous. I just want, I want a Bob Marley take. What? And it's like, Buffalo Soldiers, can you come out tonight? You know, like from the original. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Face knows what I'm talking about. I I followed it because I speak, Mikey. This is like (laughs) yesterday when we were recording and recording, and Mikey was like, What's that Sia song? Beepity beep 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 beep. And I was like, It's Elastic Heart. I, how did I know? Uh, I I followed Mikey on that journey, and now I just want to come home. He sings a song for her. Yeah. Anyway, I was like happy about everything that happened in this film. I like the like the the parallel Back to the Future two type Biff Ten and Future in this, and then like I was like I think I don't think she's like really into her boyfriend. Like I was like I don't think that's the vibe, and then like I was like ah. I thought she was queer coded the whole time. I was like boyfriend, a hundred percent, and then I felt guilty about it, <laughs> and then it happened. I was like I'm not guilty. I feel like a <laughs> decent person again. I lo- I love that you felt guilty about it for the like the first sixty minutes, and then you were like I don't know, man. Her and weirdo got it going on. Yes. I was like, I don't buy this whole thing at all. I mean, it felt very Hallmark like that. But I was like, and then I was like, oh, this is really cool. Well, okay, because here here was my thing. First of all, that first time when they wave at each other across the party, I was like, oh, hey. And then she's like, my boyfriend. I was like, the what? Oh, nay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Nay. (laughs) Me thinks you don't have one, my my dear. (laughs) Okay. uh -uh. We might cut this out or whatever, but I was like, is this why they gave her a jumpsuit? Because they wanted her to come out? No, jumpsuits are cool, (laughs) Mikey. Everyone wears jumpsuits right now. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Paige, if you don't mind, let me just have a conversation with Mikey. But don't listen. If you could, just like plug your ears for a second. I'm 85% sure that's what the movie was saying, Mikey. Okay, that's what I thought. I was because like, they say, we got you both what you needed. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, what is she doing? So I fully think the mo- and Paige, I do think you're right about jumpsuits. Also, that's not a jumpsuit. That's a tracksuit. Whatever it is. Two completely different things. One much more queer coded than the other. I did think they wanted her to date a Russian mobster, but whatever. That that is what she looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think the movie codes it that way, Mikey. So I understand why that you asked that question. But I also don't think that they would do that to her because they already have one gay son that they love and a gay sister slash aunt that they love. So I feel like they wouldn't be trying to push her any which way. It seemed like that tracksuit was more, hey, why don't you get out of bed and walk around a little bit instead of being so depressed, which is like bullshit. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I mean, a whole year. No, I don't think so. I was like, hey. Your boyfriend? Like, what about this uh, tracksuit? No, no, because then the aunt leans over and is like, one year he bought me a scale. So it's clearly a get your ass out of bed and walk around gift because they call it workout wear, which it is not, by the way. Don't work out in those. It's going to be real musty. Is it athleisure? Is that what you're talking about? That's not athleisure, bro. That's not athleisure, but that's what they call it. They're like, it's a workout outfit. Just because, like, you know, it's been a year. And then the aunt leans over and is like, that's why he bought me a scale one year. And that's why they're like, you don't buy people gifts that reference their bodies. Fuck you. So it's clearly them trying to be like, hey, bitch, you should get up and out of the house or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. I don't think that outfit had anything to do with her orientation. I don't think any of them care or have questioned it. I don't either. Yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone's arguing with you on that. Yeah. (laughs) I, I thought I thought it was really sweet, but I, I but I did. I was like, I think she's queer coded, but like she has a boyfriend. Like maybe I'm just being. I feel like I'm weird about it. And like, no. am I in trouble? And like, is this wrong? And then I was like, okay, okay. I don't like that her, her boyfriend was cheating on her. I did like that, like in the upside down or whenever she goes, you know, right. to the other dimension. They're like, we've been together for like five years or whatever. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they're like in love. Like they actually are like in love. And like, I feel like when she comes back, she's like, I don't really think she was super into him at the beginning of the movie. So, but like this, she's like instantly over being upset about the betrayal, which I thought was cool for two, two big reasons. She's mad that she got betrayed. She's not mad that she lost him. Exactly. And then when she sees that in the upside down, she comes back and she's like, ah, don't worry about it, guys. It's we good. You were made for each other, clearly. Well, she also brought back a girlfriend who they're just like, fuck the rules. She remembers everything. You guys are happily ever after. And I love that too. Yes, I did like that. It's Christmassy. It's great. I, I love that she remembered. You know? Yeah. I thought that she would have to explain it to her or whatever, but they were like, I, I, I did, my brain exploded a little bit at the end because I was watching it with a lady friend and I was like, not like a, not like a that, not like a that late, like a, like a friend who is, a, and then she's like, does she, what happened to her old memories? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I had the same question, Mikey, but that, that's what I mean when I said that this, like this movie's kind of all over the place because like. It tries to do a bunch of stuff while remaining as true as they can to the It's a Wonderful Life convention and then making some changes along the way. But there's like so much packed in that you can't ask any questions (laughs) because the second you do, it's just one thread that starts unraveling huge plot holes. Yeah, but but Paige, Christmas magic does explain everything. Not everything. (laughs) Definitely not everything. I mean, I think you'll find Paige... 
Mikey will say Christmas magic at every crazy turning point in this movie. Yeah. I know that's what Mikey will say. That's what the movie's saying. But all I'm saying is when I pulled up this movie to watch it today and saw that it had two stars, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so Mikey ignored a lot of problems, I think. And uh, you were right, but also I would say it was ultimately enjoyable. I had a good time. Yeah. There's not enough fun Christmas horror. This is fun Christmas horror. Sure. When you're when you're talking low budget, can't be hard. You could do a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Because this does sort of feel like a Hallmark murder movie on some yes. level. It does. It does. But. I'm into it. It uh, it really captures low budget Christmas movie. Yes, and there are Christmas lights fucking everywhere in this film. I like that. That's your barometer. You're like, is it a good Christmas movie? How many lights do they have? What was your lighting budget? What was your? You don't have enough garlands because you were. <laughs> you were. I was mad at Princess Switch Two. You switched were. again. You were so mad at Princess Switch Two because there wasn't enough Christmas. They decorate a whole fucking castle and we watch it as a it plot has a point. montage. I know. It's a plot point. One castle. One. This whole city. One castle. Only one, one castle. castle. How many Christmas castles do you have? You only decorated one. <laughs> Damn, Mikey, you grew up rich. But I, I think this movie, I think this movie just gets really lucky where it kind of like stars align where it is kind of like if Hallmark did a horror movie, this yeah. would be kind of what it is. And also Hallmark, consider it. Yeah, I, I don't know why. You know the way they make Christmas movies? What if they just started making like low budget horror through Halloween and then crossed over in the middle. Would love that. With a love story? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking here for it. Paige, I have a whole movie pitch for you. Okay. That exists. There's one town, just like the Christmas town in Canada or whatever. I know. There's one town that does. There's actually four Halloween towns. Yeah, so like there's one town that like you shoot just Halloween, Hallmark Halloween movies and one of them becomes real. Go. Ooh. Well, so here's the thing. So there is a Christmas town where they shoot all the Hallmark movies. That's like a real thing, right? Yeah. Which is the basis of your plot. I don't know if you know, there's actually way more Halloween towns than there are Christmas towns. Like, it writes itself. There's a girl on TikTok that's been to fucking all of them, and I love it. They all look amazing. Yeah. And some of them are not even in the U.S., so, like, cheap. I got your first 30 pages right here, guys. What's what's up? Oh, I think we just pitched Halloween Town. I've never seen Halloween Town. Okay, what if you guys... Let me pitch Let me pitch a different show. 20-episode season. Nope. That's too many fucking episodes. No. I'm out immediately. It's, it's Virgin River. Nope. Plus Twin Peaks. Nope. Well, I'm here for Virgin River plus Twin Peaks, but it's got to be 12 episodes or less. Okay, I'll I'll compromise. He doesn't know what either of these things are for the sandwich here. I mean, I'm here for just Twin Peaks with more fucking. Virgin River is like a campy Hallmark TV show. It's on Netflix. There's like seven seasons. It doesn't have enough fucking for me, by the way. I tried watching it and I was like, this is a full snooze fest. I don't know how anybody watches this, but Twin Peaks fucking rocks if you gave me twin peaks plus more sex that's basically just true blood which again 12 episodes a season nothing needs to be more than that guys it's called virgin river there's not gonna be much fucking they're supposed to be they're based on books that are apparently way hornier uh, or so i have been told yes because i got my mom the box set because she liked <gasps> the show and then it was very <laughs> mikey bought his mom some smut books 
I did. It happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, Mikey. I'm not good for your mom. <laughs> Reading's good for people. <laughs> Reading is fundamental, even. But anyway, I like. I thought. I thought the kills were pretty cool. I mean, I've seen a lot worse horror films for this podcast. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, we did watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, you made us watch Deep Star 6. And Deep, Star Deep Star 6 is a fucking classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie's way better, though. I I was surprised that I would actually watch this again. I probably would watch this again, too, but not till yeah. next Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we watched Violent Night the other night, <laughs> like upstairs on our big TV in the dark. It was so fun. So, like, this is one we'll probably add to the Christmas night rotation. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Silent Night, the new John Woo Christmas action film that came out on the first. Uh, So I talked to somebody who had seen it, and they were underwhelmed, unfortunately. Well, maybe they don't believe in Christmas hard enough. No, they definitely believe in Christmas, and they specifically went opening weekend because they were like, this is going to be fucking lit, and they were let down, (laughs) unfortunately. But they said it's got a very, very angry depressing vibe and there's not a triumphant ending so it's more of like a john woo and not a john woo yeah yeah exactly which uh, normally i expect a woo from john Woo because i'm like i'm looking for doves i'm looking for nicholas cage or jean-claude van damme and i'm looking for like parade floats explosions like that's what i'm looking for and slow motion like yeah yeah yes yeah and apparently it is not that it is they're like, it was very well acted, but total bummer. <laughs> I was like, oh no. But do you guys want to go through this movie scene by scene? Yeah. Nice. We open on Waters Cove with Justin Long and some horse's teeth that he tragically <laughs> stole from. That's how you know he's the villain. He definitely punched a horse. And no, it's Angel It's Angel Falls. Uh, Angel Falls. He wants it to be Waters Cove. But more importantly... He stole that horse's fucking teeth in like a card game or something. His teeth are bonkers. The the whole movie. Like, he's wearing it the whole movie. He's in the whole movie. When I saw him, I was like, oh, he's wearing like orange paint. He's got fake teeth. He's going to be in this movie for eight minutes. And that's it. You know, just, (laughs) yeah, he's in the whole ass movie. And I love, I love that for Justin Long. Like, he's so good. Yeah. He's having a good time with it. He does look like he's having fun. I do love his villain turn in general. Yeah. Where he's like, what if I'm just evil in all the stuff I do for a while? And I'm just like, hell yeah, Justin Long. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Have fun. I love his slogan as a real estate agent. Fuck the rest. Tell him Henry sent you. I'm the best. Fuck the rest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I hey, was like, oh, geez. it's good marketing. We're talking about it, you know? It is. You just can't show it on TV. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, you know, uh, or at least not in America. I mean, he does bleep it out. He does bleep it out. But that's no fun. But we cut to their tree lighting, their local town tree lighting. They light the tree and we kind of focus in on Winnie and her family as they're leaving. And they're kind of making comments of like, we got to leave quick so he doesn't ask dad to work on Christmas Day. Yeah. We will find out that her dad works for Justin Long. Yeah. He's like his right hand man. He's like right under CEO Justin Long. Right. And of course, Justin Long catches up with them. We also find out Justin Long's brother, Buck, has an OnlyFans and is just like, did you want to see my dick for Christmas? It's not going (laughs) to fit under the tree. I was like, favorite character, but he's not in this movie enough. He's not. But man, that that scene was a great introduction to him. And I thought that was awesome. I was like, I understand him completely. But <laughs> uh, he basically steals the dad. So Joel McHale is going to go with him to work on something. The rest of them are going to leave. Yeah, on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. What he wants Joel McHale to do 
is go to an old guy's house and get him to sign away the rights to his land so he can build one of the most garish looking malls I've ever seen. And he does mention, he's like, LA has the Grove. We're going to have Waters Cove. And I was like, first of all, the reason LA has the Grove is because we have a thriving tourist economy. <laughs> Who is coming to your town? <laughs> like those stores are going to be empty. Well, if you, it's a crit, I don't know if you saw the sign, but it said Christmas capital of the United States. I don't believe that. There's not enough people. Now, that could just be an ed an extra budget. I believe the sign said that. Yeah, I believe the sign said that. <laughs> I don't believe that is true of the place. You can just, like, as a town, claim any old shit you want. Yeah. Like, you could say that. <laughs> remember when Crixus just changed that one sign for, the, for 30 days of night? You can put anything you want on a sign. Paige is trying to find a way to bring Snow Crixus into every Snow episode. Snow Crixus. <laughs> He's my Christmas wish. I used to make signs for retail during Christmas, and you could write literally anything on them. And A, people don't read them. And B, it's just, it's a free-for-all. It's You could write whatever you want until corporate tells you not to. Like the time when we had a Bastille Day sale, and on our signs we wrote, you'll lose your head for our prices. You know, sometimes bad decisions. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think this is the Christmas capital of the world. <laughs> Same. Pretty sure that's Leavenworth, Washington. Is it? That's their thing. I think it's Leavenworth because I've wanted to go. There's like a federal prison in Leavenworth. Like, do they have Santa under lock and key right now? Different, different Leavenworth, dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I would hate to live in another Leavenworth. Where do you live? Leavenworth, but like not that one. Uh, yeah, you're thinking of Leavenworth, Kansas. Okay, yeah, I mean. This is Leavenworth, Washington, uh, which is like a, we kind of have something similar here in California called Solvang, where it's like a Danish village or whatever, and it's all kind of Nordic and fun. Leavenworth is like a German village, and they go ham at Christmas. And it's like a huge deal because they have snow and everything. Nice. So it's supposed to be as close as you can get to like German Christmas markets stateside. So after we came back from the German Christmas markets last Christmas, my parents were like, so are we going to Leavenworth? And we're like, I guess we have to. Anyway, so Leavenworth, Washington. Uh, so anyway, they go home. Although the, the exchange they have where they're like, you can just reheat his dinner in the microwave. And his wife just goes, I love the microwave. <laughs> I was like, this is her one line in this movie <laughs> is I love the microwave. It's great. Nailed it, though. Yeah, nailed it. They go home. He goes to the old man's house and he's like, hey, we know you got a lot of debt. If you sold the house, you could pay it off. And he's like, no, I'm going to hand this house down to my granddaughter who happens to be coming down the stairs right now. It's been in my family for generations. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And on top of that, he's like, also, when your dad died, he should have left the business to Joel McHale because you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's nuts. It's great. I loved it. So fun. Because Justin Long is so clearly the villain. Like, <laughs> yes. So you, you love watching him take L's publicly, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And he's like, you just want to gentrify this town and build an ugly mall. So, like, bye. Which, I mean, that's accurate. Like, that is what that guy does. Yeah. That is accurate. He does not say anything that's not true. That's anti-Christmas. Yes. What was the guy's name in It's a Wonderful Life? Potter? Was it Potter? Mr. Yeah, Potter? Mr. Potter. Yeah. He wants to make it Pottersville. Yes. That is what Justin Long is trying to do in this movie, but he wants to call it something else. It's like, yeah. if I would have made this movie, this is a little off track. 
I would have used the same names and families as the original, like, but modern times. Okay, just the same names. Yeah, it's this. This is Bedford Falls in 2023, and then Potter's great great grandson is like, I want to build the town. And you're like, ugh, and then have her be like George Bailey's granddaughter or great granddaughter or something. Yeah. I wonder if that were, there's like a rights issue to that. Is that copyrighted, do you think, or something? Yeah, probably. Although, I don't know if it still is. The original movie came out in 1947. Yeah, that's not enough to be public domain. Okay. Yeah, not yet. Um, and even then, I'm sure a company holds the rights to it regardless um, and could repurchase them. I do know it came back into public domain for a short time, and that's why it was on TV all the time and sort of how it became sort of famous. But I think someone owns the rights to it now. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the rights to that have bounced around for a long time. Yeah. But you can't, it can't just be like fake Wonderful Life. It's got like that. You think that would be copyright infringement? Yeah, probably. Well, if you're using all the same names, yeah, I think they could probably maybe not like that. Yeah, probably. But if you were George Haley, I think you might be in the clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the comet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The granddaughter leaves to go to a Christmas party. And what we will find out is she's the best friend of Joel McHale's daughter. And as she's leaving, he's like, hey, I'll see you guys tomorrow for Christmas. So they're clearly like family friends. Oh, yeah. They were going to come over on Christmas Day. I'd say they're very close family friends. Yeah. It's her bestie. Yeah. It's her bestie. Uh, but we cut back to Winnie, Joel McHale's daughter's house, where I do love that the mom's first line in this scene is just, for my gay son! And it's just a rainbow ornament. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. did you just call him your gay son? Like, well, I mean, yeah. Not just Jimmy, for Jimmy? Welcome to my family. <laughs> He's not listening to this, so I want you guys to know I got him rainbow Lululemon shorts for Christmas. Ooh, fun. They were on his list. Okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. Sure. For my gay brother. He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey is the mom from this movie is what we just learned. Yes. A hundred percent. But this is also where we meet Aunt Gail and her wife, Karen, where they have just come from Karen's family who still think they're roommates, unfortunately. Yeah. I love Aunt Gail. Aunt Gail doesn't get enough screen time because at a certain point, it seems like she's going to be their third and their little three musketeers nope. thing. And then she dies and it's sad. Yeah. I mean, she survives at the end, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the granddaughter from the scene before with the old guy pulls up and she and Winnie leave to go to a party. Now, I do think it's interesting that it's like, where's your boyfriend? I don't know. We'll meet him there. Where's your boyfriend? I don't know. We'll meet him there. And I was like, I don't think they care that much about those boyfriends, but okay. I think that they were into each other, honestly. Ooh. It may have gone unspoken because she dies in a few minutes, but like, yes. I think that Winnie is at least into her friend. Yeah, I think I think you could definitely argue that. I, I would say the screen supports that. Just a theory. I think that's a valid theory. Uh, they drive past a Christmas llama. I don't know if anyone saw that. I was like, that is not a reindeer. That's a llama. Great. Okay. I did not know Christmas llamas were a thing until this year. Uh -huh. And there are two inflatables on my street. Oh, yeah. all right. Oh, okay. They're not, they're not in my house. <laughs> You're like, not in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Someone on my street also has a full ass at-at from Star Wars. Hell yeah. With a Santa hat on it. And then a snowman that shakes like he's cold. Oh, I just got a bunch of vintage blow molds that I'm very excited to put up. And yes, they are called blow molds. I see the, the giggles. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I wasn't giggling. 
I'm a very mature adult man. They blow plastic into a mold and then it takes on that shape. You had me at blow. I don't want molds in any of my blows. <laughs> we have a Grogu inflatable that's holding a uh, like a candy cane and we have candy cane lights. Aww. So we're going to set it up so it looks like he's trying to put the last one in. Aww. That's cute. That is really cute. I can't wait. I actually, I genuinely liked the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special just so I could see Drax misunderstand Christmas decorations. That was probably one of my favorite parts. That was a good special. It was a really fun special because it didn't try to be serious or good. It was just like, hey, what if we kidnap Kevin Bacon and like actual Kevin Bacon? And that's the whole plot. And they're like, all right, can we have them not know what candy canes are? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Print it. (laughs) It was great. So I might watch that later. That's fun. Anyway, so they go to the party. And as they leave, we cut back to her grandfather's house where somebody knocks on the door and he's like, hey, asshole, I told you I'm not signing. And then the door knocks harder. He opens it and there's a snowman. But no sooner has he looked at that snowman than somebody stabs him through the snowman and it is Squid Game Ghostface uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. With like what looks like a ninja knife that a ninja turtle would have. The murder (laughs) weapon in this needs work. A sigh. It's an angel knife. Yeah, it looks sort of like a weaker version of the blade from Malignant. Yes. If that makes any sense at all. It does, except it looks plastic. Yes, well, it probably is. Uh, But yeah, no, I mean, it does. I sort of dug it. It was dumb. I was here for it. I do love how the killer like bursts through the snowman to stab him. I did think that was fun. That actually did scare me quite a bit. There's actually one like jump scare stinger in this movie where my dog just happened to bark right when it happened and I lost my mind, but we're not there yet. Okay, let me know where it is because I don't remember any jump scares in this movie. Oh, uh, they had one when it comes to the window. Yep, couple- it's the window one. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. All right Which all right, is right. scary in its own respect, but uh, Schnooka barked at Natalie and like we both screamed. Anyway, we cut to the party where this whole group of friends are kind of shitty to this girl across the party that they just call weirdo. We don't know her name yet. But this is all just exposition of like, you're going to New York next year. You're going to coach JV. You're going to do whatever, whatever. And it's the brother and sister, both of the party. Yeah. The brother goes off to make make out with a guy in the woods. The brother's name is Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. Her best friend goes to make out with somebody else outside And she's just kind of left at the party alone because her boyfriend goes off with Darla. (laughs) To the laundry room. To something. Who knows? But yeah. Regardless, the brother and his paramour uh, hear a twig snap and they're like, somebody's in the woods. Uh, Todd, a paramour is a band from 2006. It also is the word for a lover. That's why the band is called Paramore. You say tomato, I say tomato. I think Mikey until this moment thought that that was a made up word for the band. No, I knew what it was. Okay, okay. But this is a good bit. This is a good bit. She's actually from here, like Haley Williams? Yeah. She came to a few of our shows early on. She was really nice cuz she was almost famous at that point. Nice. And she was super nice. Anyway, so Squid Game Ghostface comes out of fucking nowhere and stabs a candy cane right through the dude's dome that's kissing the granddaughter. Just like, ta-da. Yeah. Immediately deaded. Uh, she runs, and Weirdo kind of watches this happen through, happen through the window. That is kind of a cool effect that they do a couple times where he like runs past the window and blood splatters on the window. Yeah. Because he's kind of slicing. Everyone runs out to escape. Winnie runs outside because her friend is dying. 
And she's like, no. And she gets like cut, but gets away. She hits him with the camera. Because the camera is Winnie's thing. Like Winnie is going to go to New York for photography. Right. That's sort of important because one of the plot points is, is she going to get into NYU? Right. Right. So like that is her, if she's George Bailey, which we'll talk about later on too. Yes. That is her, I'm going to travel the world, right? So yeah. the camera gets damaged during the fight with- Her camera is like her luggage that George Bailey has. Exactly, Mikey. That's right, what I was right, going to get right. at. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, she hits him with the camera and runs away. Her brother ends up fighting him. They kind of run through the woods, both kind of trying to get away and fighting him. Now, I think the killer should have cut off the brother's ear. Or her ear. Why? Because of the sore ear. Because George Bailey couldn't hear out of one ear. Yes, I, yeah, exactly. Okay. I got you, Mikey. I got you. I, I think they didn't do that because it would have made the movie longer and it just would have caused, like, for them to have to do a prosthetic. I bet they cut a bunch of that stuff out. They're like, yeah. ah, that's too stupid. Exactly, yeah. But as she and the brother are fighting, she grabs Chekhov's car battery that we never saw before but just happens to be there when they need it and electrocutes him to death. And it's pretty fucking awesome. But then they it take really the mask off and it's Justin Long. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. And then you get the title card. We're like maybe 20 minutes into the movie at this point. Yeah. And you then it's it's a wonderful knife. Yeah. And I was like, damn, we had a whole ass movie plot in the first 20 minutes of this movie. I do like how quickly they move through that first movie plot, though, because like they really do have to cram a whole movie into 20 minutes yeah. for the rest of this to make sense. And they do it really, really well. And they make really smart choices about what they're going to show to give us the information that we need for the rest of the movie. Because pacing-wise, this this movie does not really have a pacing issue. At a high level. Yeah, at a high level. It's more that it just has a, we, we put too many things in here issue. Yeah. That a lot of this could have been cut and streamlined and no one would have missed it. But up to the first 20 minutes at a very high level, it's sort of the same plot as Scream, yes. except instead of like a serial killer, it's a spree killer because it all happens like within like 25 minutes or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, from his first kill to when he's killed by Winnie. Right. Which is what we're talking about in the scene because she electrocutes him, takes the mask off and it's Justin Long. Right. And at this point, when she stops him. There are three murders. So he killed the grandfather. He killed the granddaughter. Yeah. And obviously to steal their land slash house. And then he killed the granddaughter's boyfriend. And then he has maybe wounded a couple other people. But so far, only three deaths. Yeah. Uh, But we cut to a year later where her family has now kind of taken over the real estate empire that is the town. But they're kind of more giving it back to the town where it's much more of what a George Bailey would have wanted, where it's like, yes. and your home is in your home, and your diarrhea is in your diarrhea. <laughs> like, you know, it's... <laughs> Everyone's happy. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Um, except for her, because all her friends are dead. Or at least a, a significant portion friend. of her friends are dead, yes. And she murdered a person. Yeah, I think... In self-defense. There's a lot going on here, I think. She did have to kill someone in self-defense, which would be difficult, I think. Sure. Uh, and I think her first, like, love died. I think so, too. Um, uh, and she has to sort of deal with that. If not that, her best friend, yeah. which is fucking rough in and of itself, you know? And we know at that age, if someone dies close to them like that, that they'll talk about it on every episode of a podcast they possibly have. You know what's funny is it's accurate. Like, that is true. 
<laughs> That's why that joke is funny. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to be like, you know what's funny? I haven't talked about it in like four episodes. And I was like, oh, no. That's he not thinks true. he doesn't talk about it every time. Okay, I haven't, but Mikey's not it up on a few. I have not talked about it. I have a board behind me to the right that says episode since Todd last brought up his dead brother. <laughs> we we should, never get past we, three. We need to have that like hanging behind you. I should not have access to this counter. And just zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's every time. Oh, someone make that a T-shirt. Just like days since Todd mentioned his brother's death, and then someone turning it back to zero. <laughs> yes, the new horror version. Birth. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so she, we find out she didn't get into NYU because it's been a rough year, and her camera's broken because she smashed it against that dude's face. Which, if you were really into photography and you had a whole year, you would have replaced that camera. Yeah. So I feel like okay. You guys hear me out on this. Okay. I feel like murdering a serial killer would like, you'd get a sweet GoFundMe from that. A hundred. I don't think, I don't think it's called murdering a serial killer because I think it's just self-defense at that point. You you killed a serial killer in self-defense. I feel like you get way more if you position it that way than, hey guys, my friend murdered a serial killer. Would you mind helping them out? But I mean, like, she's like, no one likes me. I'm like, I think every, like, they would have her in the parades of, like, yes, she's the Christmas hero. You know, like, I, if I was a mayor. This is one of the big plot holes for me is how she gets to this idea that things would be better without her because everyone else seems to go around acting like she didn't save the fucking town. Like, and it's clear that she did. And so I'm like, the, like when her parents bought her brother a truck and not her, I was like, how did, how does she not already have a new car from like when she saved the town? Like that kind of stuff didn't quite fit for me. I did think it was weird, but I sort of understood based upon what was happening in her life. But I thought what was happening in her life seemed very like, this is not what would be happening because her family is sort of like, yes, you're sad and that's bumming us out. So like, right. We don't really want to engage with you. And that's why I think they bought him a truck, her brother and her a fucking tracksuit, Right. Because that's what they needed or whatever. But some families do minimize tragedy, you know, tragedy and like, you know, don't want to talk about it and all that crap. Sure. But I, I do think that they needed, they probably needed to be smarter how they wrote it. Like, Maybe she accidentally killed him the first time and then hated her life. Like, you know, like accidentally it's like didn't get accolades, but like her friends are dead. And and she I don't see how you could kill the person who killed your friends on a murder spree and not get accolades. People would have you on true crime podcasts for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah no, 100 percent in self-defense is very important in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Because if not, you'd be in jail. But yes, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think they needed to go more into, I have a lot of PTSD from what happened, and I am not in a good spot, and I wish I was, like, George Bailey was straight up suicidal. Like, we didn't get there. Like, well, she, we kind of do. She does that thing in the mirror with the scarf. Yeah. But I mean, I think it should have gone a little further where, like, I murdered some, I mean, I killed someone in self-defense. I watched my friends die. I cry every day. I wish this never happened. I wish I was never born. Like, George Bailey says a lot of that stuff. George Bailey is chewing up all of that scenery on the bridge before he's about to jump off. She's like, my brother got a truck. Super little sibling move. That was such (laughs) a weird, a weird addition because it makes her parents seem really shitty. And I feel like... It does. Yeah, and it kind of detracts. I feel like a more natural through line would have been... 
I, I killed this guy. I watched my friends die. But why did I survive? Why couldn't have I have saved my friends? And I feel like that's a natural response that would make someone sad. And we don't need the truck. We don't need the anything. We could have her family be incredibly supportive, but just know that they can't bring her friends back or whatever. And that's all it would take. And yeah. we would still be in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they went a little bit too far. And I think that even the actor who plays her brother in that scene felt that way because when they give him the truck, he's like, it can be both of ours. You can drive it whenever you want. I don't know why our parents aggressively love me and fucking hate you, apparently. Yeah, clearly. Even Joe McHale's like, well, you just, you're kind of a bummer bringing up all the murders from last year. I know. I know. He's like, oh, we got you a tracksuit because you're a real fucking drag, baby. Yeah, it's. And like I don't feel the end went as far as like Hey we were assholes and we're gonna go to therapy I mean it kind of did but I was like not enough Yeah It should have been like here's your car We were gonna surprise you the next day We just kind of wanted to fuck with you And now we realize that was probably not a great decision (laughs) But even still a camera and a car Two very different things (laughs) That's true I mean and it was like a film camera Like they just gave her debt right there Like Hey, do you want something that's like inferior technology and more expensive to take photos? I mean, the other part of it, too, is like, do you guys ever read the Am I the Asshole posts? Yes. Yes. There's one that's exactly this from like a year ago where a guy bought his son a truck and his daughter a gift card to a clothing store for like $200 or something like that. Did he spend $200 on that car? Nope. That's real shitty then right there. Like and like and I was that's all I could think of in this and he like people read him the riot act in that post Good. where he was just like I don't understand she likes clothes and they were like wait you are being willfully obtuse. I have another question. Is she 8 and he 16? Nope. Like twins yeah if they're the same age that is super shitty twins and his rationale was like well he'd been saving up for a car so i kind of made up the difference but it was still significantly more than like what he gave her and they're if like it was more than 200 dollars. that's shitty that's yes, all i'm exactly saying. yeah and and he was just like well she hasn't really done anything with her life and they're like what that doesn't what are you doing you could have given him $200 towards the truck like or whatever but yeah. like what is this yeah oof magoof This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. (laughs) Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Horror Virgin here. (laughs) Talk about Factor. (laughs) Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby Uh slash second job called podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so much work for you. (laughs) Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. (laughs) Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? 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 Mikey, you said it wrong so many times, I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. 
But anyway, Factor's amazing. <laughs> so just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Anyway, so she walks through the town as everything's closed because they're kind of like everyone is having a really happy Christmas now that Justin Long is dead. But his brother like corners her and is like, I should fucking end you for what you did. Like and none of her family stops to be like, hey, is the brother of the guy my sister killed trying to murder her? Like they leave her out to dry. It is. Yeah. Wild. But then they go into opening the gifts with the truck, the tracksuit. We've kind of talked through it a bunch. But she kind of goes off and is like, you guys are all ignoring what happened last year. Also, a truck? Fuck y'all. Uh, but like, my friends were killed. I killed a person. Yeah. We never even talk about it. Obviously, that's going to have some lasting impact on my life. And they're like, well, why would you want to relive that? And she's just like, fuck y'all. And I love that they immediately go back to like, it's got a six cylinder engine. I do. Okay. So it's, her dad is Joel McHale. You know what I'm saying? So like Joel McHale is super fucking charming in everything he does. So like when she yells at them and then bounces out of the scene and then he's like, well, it's got a 6.2 liter engine. Like it is such a charming, like refocus back on this dope ass gift. He bought his son. It's so funny. But I could see that have been just like Joe McHale dicking around at the end of a shot and them keeping it in. Yes. Because it does sort of focus on the daughter as she's walking away. And then it's just sort of at the very back of the frame. But the entire family is just like, oh, shit, the truck. Like, yeah, they yeah. immediately are back in it. So great. I love Joe McHale. So funny. I mean, that truck is nice. That's a nice truck. But also, he's the one working at the family business. She is just being lazy and sad that she murdered someone and had her friends murdered by the person she murdered. No, here's what I will say. If they wanted it to be a business expense, because they do they do explain that the brother and the dad now work together. Yeah. They should have done it on a time that was not Christmas and been like, it's a company car. Or, like, this is going to sound it. Yes, make it a company car. Yes. And it just being like, that's not his car. That's the company car. Yeah, yeah. We we shopped for it. It's the company car, whatever. Yes. I thought when she comes back for Christmas Day, she would have got a car that morning, like her dream car, because the business has been going. And they're like, we were just messing with you. And then he gets a, a sweatsuit. <laughs> so that they both have sweatsuits and cars? Yeah. <laughs> like they match, like his sweatsuit matches his car. And her yeah, now getting the trucks together, getting your cars together with your matching sweatsuits. Or like she wakes up and she has her tracksuit on. She runs down to the garage and it's, there's like two cars, one's a truck and one's obviously hers or whatever. Yeah. A Subaru. <laughs> Get out of my brain, Mikey. I was like, it's yeah, a yeah, Subaru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would definitely be a Subaru. And then her brother runs up in a blue track suit next to her <laughs> with his initial on it. Yeah. Just like looking at his truck. 
That's how I would have wrote it. And then like, look, that prank, as as parents, that may have been too far. I'm sorry. We thought we would prank you out of depression. That's such a bad idea. We're not at all licensed for therapy. We should have reversed the order on this one. Also, controversial statement. Never buy people a car that they aren't expecting on Christmas. Well, your teenage kids. Teenage kids a little bit. Like, that's if they're not going to be making the payments, sure. Yeah. But, like, when people, like, when couples do it, I'm like, oh, if Jake came home with a new car, he would live somewhere else. That's my favorite SNL skit. That SNL skit. That they stole from Rooster Teeth the year before, which is wild. Wait, really? Yes, almost line for line. It's fucking nuts. It's wild. Yeah, but yes, yeah, that 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 idea of like, you did what? You bought a fucking car? What the fuck is wrong with you? We don't have the money for that. It's okay, I sold your kidney. What? What? <laughs> While you were sleeping. <laughs> While you were sleeping too. It's a <laughs> horror movie. Sandra Bullock is just out here taking kidneys. Yeah, so... <laughs> She walks back into the house to a bunch of texts from her boyfriend that's like, where are you? We're at the party. She goes to the party. And this is where we meet, like, there's, like, a weird neighbor who's giving kids drugs. Not great. And no one will tell her where her boyfriend is, including weirdo who is trying to maybe not hurt her feelings. But everyone knows that they're in the laundry room making out because they've been cheating on her for a year, a full last year, which means literally the day after she killed that guy and he killed their friends. They were like, let's bump uglies about it. Mm. Yeah. I love that the drug kids go straight to crack when, when in the bad, in the bad town. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, we can talk about, I've been dying to talk. We can wait for let's, it. Let's talk about it when we, let's wait okay. when we get there because they say it's one thing, but then they clearly do another. And I was like, <laughs> oh, they say it's crank. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's crank. And I was like, meth. But that's a crack pipe, baby. And that was, a, I was like, that's definitely a crack pipe. Yeah. yeah. You could smoke, you could smoke meth like that. Sure. You can. Fun fact. Yes. Yes. It, it's, well, and I guess we technically don't know, but I love that they're smoking meth, but also like, let's decorate this house for Christmas on yeah. meth. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what a meth head would do. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, lights, yes. They'd be like, Mary and bright. Mary and bright. <laughs> my, my ho ho ho's have shorted out. I bought a, this big sign that said ho 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 oh, for my lighted Santa. Oh, man, I'm glad that second sentence finally came. Ah, uh, oof. Okay, yeah. Can you replace your ho ho ho's? Is it like is it like one bowl burned out, or is you're it... talking about the guy who's been on probation every January for going to the office Christmas party and walking in and saying where my ho ho ho's at, and then like you know? Why would you say something so controversial and so brave? <laughs> I know. Is that like, did that actually happen? Are you in trouble at work for this? No, I'm kidding. That's never happened. Wink. <laughs> he did wink. He did just wink. Only in the bad Bedford Falls did that happen to me that one christmas when i wished to be, what would, i like wish i was never born and then my angel came down and showed me you know who your angel would be mikey a man who dresses in layers maybe no it wouldn't be you it would be me it would definitely be me you're alive you wouldn't be an angel no mikey i've been an angel this whole time it would be dead Paul Walker. It would it would be dead Paul Walker for Mikey. And then for Todd, it would just be an anthropomorphized dog. <laughs> it would be Billy Joel from that dog movie he did for Disney. Exactly. And then for me, it would it would just be a man who's like shirtless but with a scarf. <laughs> like Jason Momoa, just shirtless with a scarf. How come everybody got someone they want to have sex with except for me? I mean, I don't know your life. Oh, you want to have sex with you don't want to have 
sex with your anthropomorphic dog. Also, Paul Walker and I are just friends. You're sure? You guys have been living together for a long time to be just friends, Mikey. We're roommates. Damn it. How often can you call Ghost Paul Walker your roommate before we pick up on the signals? Unfortunately, I saw the world where I was never born, and then y'all's podcast is like wildly successful. It's like top podcast in the world no not without you baby and then you're just driving away waving out the window of the <laughs> it's car it's been a long day for mikey my friends we just got vin diesel as our third but he only wants to do his own movies how'd you feel about this vin i like the part about the family i liked it when it was family can we go back to, Olive, go to garden? Olive garden <laughs> oh shit page Fuck you. I love you so much. That was hilarious. (laughs) Good God. Breadsticks. Anyway, as she's leaving the party, she kind of like pantomimes hanging herself with her scarf in the mirror. Yeah. She walks out to the street where she sees the Aurora Borealis in the sky. Yeah. And is just like, I'm not going to my dream school. I don't have any friends. My boyfriend just cheated on me. No one cares that I'm going through it. I wish I didn't exist. And everything just kind of glows and then the glow stops and the town is like instantly empty and desolate. And the killers, the killer is alive and Waters is still clearly alive, which is Justin Long. Yes. Um, now there is a wild continuity error. Is there now? In this scene. <laughs> well, and, and here's what I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out if it was a true continuity error or if it was just badly edited. It could be either. He's chasing her. She's trying to get into that car. She looks back. He's chasing her in the distance, running toward her. She looks back again. He's gone. But in the time in between her, like, looking and looking back, he would have reached her already. <laughs> like, he's running. So it's a very kind of jarring jump that he just disappears. Yeah, it's like he, like, runs to hide or something. And that's when she, like, takes, like, a brick or whatever and breaks the the window of the sheriff's Bronco or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I like that though, because she's like, ah, and then she immediately starts fighting again. Like she has no hesitation. She's a protagonist. She is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she is like the final girl in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is also where Sheriff Buck shows up and is like, hey, who the fuck are you? And she's like, where's the sheriff? And he's like, oh, sheriff was victim number five. We're at like 27, 26 or 27 now. Yeah. She (laughs) stops short of saying that his is it's his brother because literally justin long shows up and they're like hey mayor and she's like mayor fuck because the mayor also was killed well yeah because he just kills everyone that's in his way justin long wanted to take over the fucking town yeah yeah so she leaves runs through town to her house where her mom is drunk and doesn't even recognize that she's technically an intruder but her dad joel McHale, is like don't talk about my son he died because he got murdered now i have no kids because she was never born And it's bad, and I don't want to hear about it. Uh, So she then goes to the house party, and this is where they're smoking full-blown meth. Yeah, they're just all kinds of ruining their teeth. Yeah, I was like, wow, they really had a bad summer without her good influence, I guess. (laughs) I know, I was just like, well, it reminded me of in, in Jennifer's body when teens keep getting killed, and it becomes this whole thing where the whole town gets kind of obsessed with it. Uh, And everyone gets depressed and they're like, there's grief counselors on the quad through the trees. I will follow. But it's this kind of same idea of like, 
when something this fucked up happens to a town, what happens? Yeah. So I actually watched this movie. It didn't, I feel like they didn't quite know what to do with the ending, but it was called Spontaneous, about spontaneous combustion, where it's like all the teens in this one graduating class just start exploding in the middle of class, just like blood mist. And it's like what the town does, they like quarantine them. And it's like, they never know when someone else is going to go. And then they're like developing a medication. It's like a whole thing. And then they just, the ending is kind of like, I don't know, shrug. (laughs) But like up until the end, it was pretty interesting. Pretty good. That's how I felt about the OA. Oh, yeah. Oh, the OA, yeah. That was when streaming was good. You'd have one season of some show and be like, that was incredible. And they're like, we're not going to fucking do any more of that. Sorry. I There were two seasons of the OA, and I love both of them. They were angels. Were they? Were they, Mikey? Were they? Think about it. Think so. Yeah, you don't really know because they don't answer it. Like, it's just left up. Wait, I can't get into it. I liked the OA, though. I thought it was good. There's a new show on Peacock called Found, and I... In my mind, I'm like, this is the sequel to Lost, but it's about escaped convicts, so it's really hard to work the mind canon together. Interesting. I don't think that was their intention, but okay. So at the party, she finds Weirdo, and she's just like, I need somebody to believe me. Like, this is what happened. I do know about stuff. And she kind of is like, okay, fine. Like, I trust you. This is when we start calling her Bernie instead of Weirdo. Yeah, because her name is Bernice or Bernie or whatever. Right. But- They go back to Bernie's house where this is where the first time we're in Bernie's house, we find out that her dad left because he walked in on her mom with someone else. We will find out it was Justin Long. Yeah. Um, But then also the mom has a string of boyfriends, so she's never home. So Bernie is kind of just on her own and she designs clothes. She wanted to go to fashion school in New York. So it's like they have more in common than they thought they did. And they're starting to forge kind of this little friendship, which is fun. And she's been tracking the murders of who's killing who she's like it's mostly teens and it's the teen children of everyone who owns a business in town and then shortly after that business closes because literally losing a child is enough to like crater a family basically yeah right it sounds like the killer's big government shutting down small businesses yeah with overregulation. that's not at all what it is Unless you want to think of, like, the murderers as the regulators, and then they're just murdering people. Regulators. Mount up. Mount up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it is a metaphor for big government, but it is, like, Justin Long just murdering all the people who own stores that he want to take over. Well, he is the mayor. But if I was a government regulator, I would only listen to... Regulators, just, like, as you pulled <laughs> yeah. up to all of your, like, I'm here to inspect shit, and they're like... Okay, but also, could you turn it down? And you're like, no. No. Anyway, (laughs) she tells her what she thinks her theory is. And Bernie is like, you're kind of an outside person. I don't know. Like, Pete was killed. Where were you? Because the drug dealer does get killed at the party. And she's like, where were you when that was happening? Yo, he gets killed with an axe. And it is pretty brutal, man. It's pretty brutal. That kill was pretty dope. Because he falls down right, like, by their big window. And he, like, hits him, like, three or four times with the axe, and blood is just, like, hitting the window. It's it's a pretty cool kill. It's a pretty cool kill, but essentially, but they, they were not necessarily present while it was happening, so they didn't see no, it. So yeah, Bernie sorry. gets a text yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, and is like, where you were outside. Where were you? And this is where the Santa comes through the window. This is where I jump scared so hard, I thought my heart was going to explode. Yes, but they make a run for it because the killer jumps through the window after them. 
they run back out to where the Aurora Borealis was. And this is where she basically is like, I think this is what happened. Like, will you be my Clarence? You'll be my George Bailey. Okay, great. So they go to the movie theater, which is one of the only things that Justin Long's character doesn't own, but also is where Bernie works. And they're playing a Christmas carol because I bet they could not get the rights to It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) True. Uh, Yeah, I I could see that. But this is where they kind of sit and she's asking her questions like, did it hurt? And she's like, I have so many questions about what happened. But they end up holding hands and it's actually very, very sweet. It is super sweet. It's like, I mean, they're sort of into each other and they're just feeling it out. It's early stages. They don't want to put labels on it, but it's great. Yeah. But this is also where she's like, I've learned my lesson, like the same lesson they would have learned in It's a Wonderful Life. So why am I still here? Yeah. Like, I get that I was wrong to wish for this or whatever. Um, But she wakes up in the theater the next morning and Bernie is gone. But Bernie's just in the balcony and she's like, come up to the projectionist like, I have an idea. The Aurora Borealis is fading out and there's like lore that says that it's the spirit of someone who died violently. If you killed Justin Long, maybe he sent you here with that wish. So I think you got to kill him again before it disappears. And no one ever questions this logic or this plan. They I did just love move that. forward with it. I thought it was great. They were like, okay, so you murdered Justin Long and ended up here. So why don't we just like try that again and see if that if that does it? Well, and then they just go, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's great. I loved it. Great. And he has a festival planned for the next day called Naughty or Nice, which is essentially like a tribunal where he's just murdering people. We'll find out. I mean, he does murder his own brother at that naughty or nice, I think, ceremony. Yeah. I do think it would be a good ceremony if you were running a Christmas fascist city or country. Yeah, but I'm not going to show up to a party called Naughty or Nice unless it's like featuring Pitbull. I'm not going to go if it's featuring this dude. You know what I'm saying? Mayor Horse Teeth. I know you're naughty. Hey, I know you want you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a list. I check it twice. twice. Also, I poured champagne in this shoe. What? <laughs> Mr. Travel Worldwide in one night. Oh, my God. He has to be Santa. He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense any other way. I think what you're saying is, Paige, that he must be Santa. Must be Santa. Pitbull is Santa Claus. Anyway, that's not a Pitbull song, though, man. Yeah, I was like, what? Are, what is this? That's a song called Must Must Be Santa. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but we're a Pitbull. I know these gifts were going to be due about a week oh! ago. I oh! put my sleigh up. I still can't deliver them, though. But I got just one night <laughs> to be up in this <laughs> chimney <laughs> and eat these cookies before I say the world. Yeah, no, like, I... Pitbull needs to put out a Christmas album. Hell uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, Christmas. Cinco Christmas? (laughs) Not uno, dos, tres, Christmas? Nope. Uno, dos, tres, Christmas. Dale. But he's just like a red suit with a Santa hat. Pitbull, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Pitbull, with your head so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Oh, so carols are allowed when you do them? <laughs> I, I, what, car- what was the other carol? I did not recognize it. I am so sorry. It's called Must Be Santa. I've never heard it. I've heard of Must Be Santa, but it is the lamest Christmas carol of all Christmas carols. It's not my favorite. 
but it is the first that came to mind, and I hate it. I hate that about my, myself. I do think the other reindeer bullied Pitbull. <laughs> the head is Because he was so bright. Yeah. The sleigh is out. He's wearing suits. And he's... Uh, I, oh God, I My brain hurts. I can't do it anymore. I stared at Christmas lights too long, and now I don't remember anything. Okay. So, back to this movie. Yes, please. She She's like, we gotta enlist some help to kill him. So, my dad was his best friend. Let's go talk to him. And they just slam the door in her face, but she does convince Aunt Gail. Yeah, Aunt Gail's like, oh, yeah, you're my secret uh, niece. Yeah. Yeah, secret niece. But she convinces Gail through some thong-based story from Gail's youth. And I was like, why would Gail share that with her niece? But okay. Um, If your butt freezes to anything, you tell everyone. Is that possible? Like, can you butt yeah. freeze to something? Okay, this is, I know more than one person who has been driving up to the snow gotten out to try and pee on the side of the road and frozen their butt to the side of a car because we don't stand to pee right so like we crouch and your sweat and the heat of your body will freeze you to things Paige, why don't you get a thirsty goose Ooh, thirsty goose i know thing that literally does not work for the plumbing i got going on oh you need a you need a hungry hippo <laughs> is that what it's called <laughs> hang on do they have no. a female version called the Hungry Hippo? I, no, I, there there are there are versions for people with vulvas that are similar, but it's also one of those things that nobody really thinks about. What does their car have to do with this page? <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. Not Volvos, Mikey. People will warn you not to stand up against anything if you're peeing in the snow this way because you can freeze and then people have to pee you off of the thing. Or warm water if they have it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. No, Mikey, don't say <laughs> it like that. Winking. No. No, the wink is like you guys audibly heard the wink in his voice. <laughs> Here comes Pitbull. Here comes Pitbull. Pissing down your leg. He's got a bag that's full of beats for boys and girls the same. Oh, I just want to point out. That's another carol. Sure. I still have never heard the Santa one you were talking about, even as a carol. It's not great. Anyway, she convinces Aunt Gail. Aunt Gail's like, you're right. I did get frozen wearing a thong that one time. <laughs> and so Aunt Gail gets her into the house where she sees that her mom has like a real creepy side piece. And he's bad news. Uh, and he is waiting for someone to deliver him Ambien. And I'm like, oh, no, this is bad. Everyone in town is doing meth is what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more or less. Like everyone's either they're in an active addictive state on some level for various vices. But also, like, I realize she's cheating on her husband, who is Joe McHale. But at this point, Joe McHale has murdered a shit ton of people. So, like. I don't really feel all that bad for that guy. No. And they're all kind of brainwashed, maybe? They are. No, I think they are. The, the movie doesn't make much sense. Once it gets really culty at the end, when she kills him, a few of them shake their heads like they're waking up yes. from some stupor. Their eyes change color. Yes. Yes, but it's never explained. Because like, up to magic. that point, you it feels <laughs> like it's just a hot fuzz thing of like the greater good, you know, or whatever. But like... Right, right. Anyway, she does go up to talk to Joel McHale and he he does talk to her for a few minutes until she's like, hey, I know who killed Jimmy. And he's like, fuck you. And she's like, no, I did. It was Mr. Waters. And he was like my best friend and boss who, who paid to bury Jimmy, who paid for this house or whatever. Yeah. And so he like shouts her out of the house and she's like, all right. She goes downstairs. Her mom and the side piece are like making out. And apparently this is not her mom's only boyfriend. Okay. 
Okay, okay. I, I need to take this time to say Joe McHale and her mom seem young for the, them, for their parents. Uh, Casting-wise, I thought I felt the same way. Because her aunt seems more appropriate, but still kind of young. Sure. But her mom straight up looks like an older sister. And I say that to all the moms. <laughs> when, when I saw them walking with Joel McHale, I was like, oh, her older brother. And then it was like, dad. And I was like, dad. But I think that's just us because. Rem- Joel McHale, we grew up with Joel McHale. Yeah. You know? Joel McHale was uh, talk soup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Back before he was like an actor. But the mom looks even younger. Especially when she's evil. She looks younger when she's evil, mom. She does. Drugs will do that. (laughs) They won't. Drugs typically have the opposite effects. That's why they call that one girl butthole mouth. (laughs) Because meth really fucks up your mouth. Oh, I thought that she was just in Human Centipede and that was like a funny callback or something. Ooh, you definitely want to be the front of the centipede. We haven't done any of those movies and I'm so grateful. Hard pass. I don't I don't want to I want to do them. No. <laughs> no, Mikey, no. I'm back in. I'm back no. in. My thought process has changed. Oh, no. Anyway, so they're like, "Oh no, this is bad." But literally no sooner does Joel McHale leave the house that the killer is back in. At which point I was like, oh, it's Joel McHale. Like either there's two of them scream style or he's doing it at the other guy's bidding or whatever. But mom and side piece are murdered instantly. And as they're running, they kick him down the stairs. So he falls at the bottom of the stairs. So they have to step over him. And as they do, she grabs the knife and is like, I have to kill him. So she goes to take off his mask, realizes it's him and can't do it. Yeah. So they run. Because it's her dad. I mean, like, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many people out there that wouldn't kill their dads. Yeah. Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. Luke Skywalker. Why did you say that like you had to Google who that was? Luke Skywalker. I think it was uh, actually supposed to be Star Killer, and then they changed it. It was supposed to be Star Killer. I'm just saying, a lot of people would kill their dads. Mikey, d- you need therapy. Like, w- <laughs> this is a weird... I would never. I would never. Yeah. Unless he was in intense amounts of pain and it was a kindness. He just tried to kill them. Oh, I see what you're saying. You wouldn't finish your dad off after he tried to kill you? I, I feel like it would be a big stretch for my dad to kill me, but if it was between me and my dad, I guess... I gotta fight to the death But like I don't think that will ever come up No of course it won't you Gotta knock on wood But if he got bit by a zombie I would Because I don't want him to come back as a zombie Your dad would take care of himself A hundred Well let's say you wish upon a star That you were never born Which leads your dad to become a serial killer Who then the next Christmas You have to correct the wrongs And learn that your life was worth living And now your dad's trying to kill you But you end up murdering him in self defense yeah, totally. That's exactly what's happening here. Yes. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, Christmas. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, Christmas. Why Why are you still counting? Cinco, It's the natural. Christmas. No, fuck you. It's the same number of syllables. It fits perfectly. Once, doce, quatorze, Christmas. Eins, zwei, try Christmas. Whoa, Nazi. Oh, sorry. That's just German, but yeah, okay. Wow. German apology. I had a German grandmother. <laughs> Locked in your basement or like related to you? <laughs> no, like related, like fled Germany. <laughs> well, actually, her family came over before then, but. To like Argentina? No, she, <laughs> no, no, she's the one that like, um, no, they came over in the eight, like late, 
like 1880s. Ah. She's the one whose dad was uh, one of the first investors in American Steel. And like they had shitloads of money when she was a kid. Like she had a bodyguard through the Depression, that kind of thing. What happened to all that? She spent all of that money. She never worked a day in her life. That sounds boring. I mean, she loved it. I would not love that. I'm not going to judge it until I try it. You know, I'm not going to be closed minded. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to make fun. of. I'm not going to hate on grandma net net uh, without walking a mile in those, uh, you know, very comfortable shoes. Well, she definitely didn't need the uh, social safety net net. No, she did not. No, because uh, her granddad or her dad made a lot of money. Anyway, back to this movie. Yes, I guess if my dad was on a murderous rampage and I was next, I would kill my dad. Controversial opinion. I'm just going to cut out everything except for, yes, I would kill my dad. But please continue, No, fuck you. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, they go back into the movie theater. uh, But this is with Aunt Gail. And this is where Aunt Gail reveals that her wife, Karen, was one of the victims because Waters wanted to take over her print shop. And it's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. But also, she's like, Jimmy's murder broke my dad. So, like, dad's the killer now. We just have to accept it. So they put out on the marquee that they are inside yes. so that they can kind of draw him into where they're at. Yeah. Their plan is terrible. Yeah. Their plan's not good. They didn't plan it out because they put a bunch of dummies there, which we don't know where they got those dummies and who should show up. But her ex-boyfriend and his girlfriend for their like yearly date thing that they clearly have been doing while he was still dating her. <laughs> it was like a whole thing. Yeah. But the killer comes in. Kills Aunt Gail, kills the ex-boyfriend and the girlfriend, and Winnie uses the camera flash to kind of see where he's at. She manages to spear him, like, right through the torso. I thought it was really well done. I loved the strobe light effect. It was cool. It was very, it was, I, I hesitate to say very creepy, because it is sort of hallmarky, but yes. it's effectively done for what is, I assume, a very low budget, but... Like when she is running up the stairs with that broken broom because she had hit him with the other side of it and it broke and she just stops ducks down and like sticks the um, her side of the broom against the step below it. So it like. Yes. So when he runs into it, it like goes into him and it stabs him in the chest like it kills him. Yeah. I thought that was super smart because he comes running around the corner and it runs right into it. Like he more or less kills himself. Yeah. And then they run out to the Aurora Borealis and they have a very, very sweet goodbye that makes me cry. Legit sobbed when she was like, I thought I was George. Yeah. But I was Clarence or or um, Bernie says that Bernie says you're my Clarence. Yeah, 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 exactly. I thought I was George, but I've got some clearance about Clarence. I think I'm into you. <laughs> More or less, that is. Well, I don't think they do that. I think I'm into you yet, but not quite yet. Th- you can read the vibe. You can read the vibe. I, I agree. I agree. But this is where Bernie is like, this is going to be my last Christmas. You saved me more or less. Yes. You thought you were George, but you were my Clarence. And I was like crying my eyes out at this moment so it was sweet i was like does i was blown away that this movie swung at such like an emotional like core in this like silly sort of horror christmas slasher and i was like you nailed it though so crushed it thank you that's how you know it's a cheesy christmas movie yes but also i do love where she says go back and reset it i'll be fine i promise yeah which is just like oh anyway so they can't get back 
And she's like, oh, we've got to go kill Justin Long. So they go to his Christmas <laughs> tribunal. Naughty or nice. Where he calls his brother up and just sh- straight up, yeah, naughty or nice. You've been naughty. You've been nice. So he just straight up kills his brother. And he has people coming up bringing him gifts for naughty or nice, basically. Which is insane. Like, it's like boss's day at, like, your corporate office. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to bring my mayor a gift on Christmas. Are you insane? My dad always said gift down, don't give up, gift up for office gifts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that was like a thing. You always gift down, you don't gift up. The fact that boss's day exists is disgusting. I like it. I mean, unless you're a really good boss. No. Like, there are good bosses out there. Yeah, like me. No. Unless the purpose of the holiday is for your boss to bring you, like, donuts or whatever, then no. Fuck off. I'm not buying my boss a gift. Oh, I don't expect gifts. But I also don't know when boss's day is, so I would be completely caught off guard. It's it's like September, I think. Sounds good to me. I do know one of one of my people on my team told me today that I was extremely approachable. And I was like, that's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> so there's that. I've got that going for me. I just, as a boss, refuse to take money from people who make less than me. Yeah, no, I don't. Like I said, I would never ask for gifts. What a shitty boss you are. That's the whole point of the game. Sounds like someone's getting a pizza party. (laughs) Yeah. I think I think Boss's Day could be fun if the boss just gets to throw a party and everyone else gets to uh, like also come. That's what it should be. You just need to get your boss the world's greatest boss mug every year. Oh, I got one that said world's most okayest boss. And I do yeah. think it's one of the funniest mugs I own. I got a I got a name card that just said chaos coordinator. Nice. Anyway, so they show up and and Justin Long is like, Oh, the outsider and the bitch we all call weirdo. And he's like, hey, weirdo, how's your mom? And at this point, Winnie's like, oh, shit, that's why her parents broke up. Like, she's got a bone to pick. So they go up on stage and she's like yelling at Justin Long. And Bernie comes out of nowhere and just like cold cocks him. And they just (laughs) beat the shit out of Justin Long for a few minutes. I love that Bernie comes up, punches him first. And like, he takes a beat. His security comes over and he's like, Get off me. I can handle this. Like, it's just two ladies or whatever. And she did sort of cold cock him out of nowhere. So, like, I could see why he didn't defend himself. Sure. And so, but he's like trying to play it off in front of the crowd. Like, he was never in danger. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just two girls or whatever. And then they kick his ass. And I, I don't know if you noticed. The security fucking lets it happen. They were they like, they just let it happen. They don't do anything. He just told us not to do this. So we're going to hang back, yep. you stupid man. It's awesome, though, because they do kick his ass. And Bernie just like, I always fucking hated you. And they just they knock him into the crowd and the crowds kind of beats up on him a little bit, but not really, because some of them are still hypnotized, question marks. I think once he gets deaded, they unhypnotize. Maybe I don't know. Her speech does it a little bit, too. And then watching her beat him up. They're undoing his Christmas witch, which is just being Christmas Hitler, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But they do stab him to death, which is pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. Well, I, because his wife, I think, tries to kill one of them with the knife. Yes. That the killer was using because he just killed his brother with it. It's like still got his brother's blood on it when they get it from his wife. And I think it's Bernie that stabs him with it. Yes, it is Bernie. Yeah. yeah. But. The Aurora Borealis glows. It takes Winnie back. 
even though she was like, I was here to help you. Like, this is really Bernie's story, not Winnie's story. Yeah. But then Winnie wakes up in the pink tracksuit and is like, oh, my God, it's Christmas. Runs downstairs. Her parents gave her a camera. She has her Scrooge moment. It's her Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. She's like, boy, give me the biggest goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find me the biggest thirsty goose. Thirsty goose. Thirsty goose. Where my thirsty geese at? But. They're all sitting down to like open gifts that morning. And she's like, oh, my God, Bernie. So she runs and she does tell everyone she didn't get into NYU. But she goes to find Bernie, gets there and is like, you matter. I'm so sorry. I like, please, like, don't do this. And Bernie pretends for a second and then is just like, nah, just kidding. I remember all of it. And she's like, oh, my God, yes. Come back to my house for breakfast and then we'll spend all day watching Christmas movies. And, and that's, that's that movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what'd you guys think about It's a Wonderful Knife? I liked it. It's fun. I, I still think Santa's sleigh might be one of, aside from Violent Night, one of my favorite Christmas horrors. You know, it did star Goldberg. I love them all. Yeah. I love them all. Yeah. I mean, I really did enjoy this one. I, I honestly think I would watch this again, whereas like, the Silent Night, Deadly Nights, I don't really revisit every Christmas. Garbage Day. <laughs> well, that's the second one. After sitting through the first one again in the second one for no reason. But now we can do the third one. Can't wait. But this one, I will watch every year like Violent Night. Violent Night's great. Uh, and this movie's really good. I enjoy it. Violent Night's a little bit better. This one's great, though. Well, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Very few, because this is really, really recent. Yeah. So, and a lot of it is just like things that we've already pointed out about the similarities between this and It's a Wonderful Life. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Recent fun fun facts. facts. It's a Wonderful Life. Suicide, don't do it. And it's bad. And then you, you know, life is worth living. We love you. Fun fact. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. So there are only three fun facts. So Uno. <laughs> Catherine Isabel, who plays Aunt Gail, her character's name is Gail Prescott uh, as an homage to Sidney Prescott and Gail Weathers of Scream. Dose. Dose. <laughs> they filmed this only six months before its world premiere at Beyond Fest, which was only a few months ago. So they made this and turned it around within this year. I buy that. <laughs> That's cool. Trace. Trace. It is supposed to be an homage to Ghostface, the costume that the killer wears. Sure. It's just white, not black. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In Scream, the killers, the Ghostface was really supposed to be white, uh, but they changed it to black because they thought it would look scarier. So in this one, it's an homage to the fact that Ghostface was originally white. So there you go. Complicated, but yes. Christmas! 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 (laughs) (laughs) We just pit-bulled the fun facts Paige, and thank you for them. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget for It's a Wonderful Knife was this year when it came out? $80,000 or whatever (laughs) amount that he loses in It's a Wonderful Life. I never remember because I don't like that movie. (laughs) Yeah, we did an episode about it for for Romance in the Pod. I remember. Yep. mm -hmm. One of my favorites. It's fine. I'm going to say Five million dollars. Okay, Paige, do you know or do you have to recuse yourself? What's your uh, what's your vibe? I don't know. I'm gonna say two million. Okay, Mikey was closer. It's actually six million dollars. Okay, it and it did get a theatrical release, which I did not realize. Although it was limited, it was only in nine hundred and twenty three theaters, which is about maybe a fourth of the theaters 
nationwide. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have thought it would have only been like festivals. Yeah. It So it did get a little bit of a release for literally just like two weeks. Guys, we'll talk about it. But when it, in its first week, when it was in those 923 theaters, it was 14th in the theaters. It only brought in $598,000. Uh, and so it's... It went from 923 theaters down to 241 theaters in the next week, and it only brought in $22,000 that next week. It did not do well in the- in theaters. Let's just put it that way. I don't feel like they marketed it at all. I don't think they did either. I would. I did not find this anywhere, and I did look for it. Well, it did hit during the strike. Exactly. Too. So, like, I think that's part of why. But I also think they had sold their distribution to... Shutter, yeah, or it was like produced for Shutter or something along those lines. I was trying to dig into it, but I couldn't find anything definitive. But it felt like they had already like made their money back either through selling it to Shutter for distribution, mm-hmm. and it was coming out during the strike, and they didn't they couldn't really promote it, so it just didn't do great in theaters. And you know, I di- <laughs> but that's your box office. There's just not a whole lot to it. Yeah, I mean, technically, it brought in eight hundred and eleven thousand dollars in theaters. Well, I bet I bet it does well streaming. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it will, and I'm sure it'll peak every like Thanksgiving through December. Yeah, and then no one will watch it from like February fifth until Thanksgiving that next year. Yeah, but that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scales are scale one to ten. How scary we found the film. One example: Ghostbusters. Ten example: Chainsaw Massacre. Page. Uh, this is a one for me. Todd, you're going to give it a three? I'm going to give it a low two, actually. And the only reason I am is because I those two jump scares got me. The window jump scare where my dog barked and both Natalie and I yelled. And uh, the snowman where he jumps through it and stabs the guy at the very beginning. That one got me too, man. But it's there, it's not really that scary. It's just those two moments. I'm going to give it a two as well because nice. those okay. jump scares did get me. Yeah. And I think it's because I like... Didn't think it was going to be scary at all, so I, like, rested on my laurels or whatever. Yeah, I could see that. And that's our scary scale. Yeah, so this week, you made us watch It's a Wonderful Knife. What are you guys going to make us watch next week? It's Listener Request Week. Yeah, we thought since our next episode literally drops on Christmas Day, we would allow our listeners to pick literally any movie they wanted us to do so that they could unwrap it Christmas morning from the hosts as, like, a little gift from us to you so we literally no restrictions on what movie it could be you all whittled it down to these four finalists and that was the void willie's wonderland when evil lurks and jurassic park and jurassic park crushed it with 43 percent of the vote so your homework for next week is to watch jurassic park the 1993 masterpiece guys it's wonderful if you haven't seen it You're going to love it. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No, I uh, zoned out. Well, while you're zoning back in and looking one up, let me read one of the Spotify comments that we got on our Five Nights at Freddy's episode featuring Jason Pargin. By the way, we have more comments on this episode than any other episode we've done. And it just came out, guys. Anyway. Um, So this comment comes from Ruchu, and they say, Hilarious and cool to hear my favorite author on with y'all to discuss this hot mess of a movie. By the way, this is our Five Nights at Freddy's episode, if that wasn't clear. I hope this means you'll cover John Dies at the end someday. 
Keep up the great work and congrats on 300 episodes. And thank you so much, Ruchu, for that awesome Spotify comment. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I think I'm going to read the one from, yeah, I don't know if I, their username is Pat Arted. Okay. I, I feel like that's the way you're going to have to pronounce it. Their title is Wimps. Okay. I love this podcast. It's hilarious. And the hosts have great chemistry. Mikey's sarcastic sense, sense of humor gets me the most. Thank you. So when <laughs> are you going to grow up and do Terrifier? Oh. I can't wait to see how grossed out Todd gets. I will get grossed out. I hope it makes him vomit on Mike. Oh. And this guy's, this person is. They got real Terrifier fan energy. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but really love you guys and both the podcast. I would love an action movie pod too. Five stars. Same. Well, Pat Arded, thank you so much for that five-star review. And listen, if it wins a listener request, I guess we'll do it. But I, I don't know. I don't get to pick the movies. So talk to Mikey and Paige about that. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at mrandolph24, and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin, where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff, like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes, where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm, than the mm -hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things, like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd just look me up on Venmo if you can't financially support the show that's understandable that's fine but if you want to hang out with us on the daily join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin we also link it like once a week so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group literally we're in there talking every day it's awesome and guys we got a P.O. box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box it's actually not a P.O. box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. So this episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week, guys? Selling meth at the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. Where'd she even get it? I thought it was called crank. I didn't realize that was what meth was, guys. Or Tina. Wait, what? You never heard people call meth Tina? I haven't. Okay, just, you know what? Keep going. Okay, yeah. I'm Honestly, like, I don't really, like, hang out in a lot of meth circles, but yeah, I've never heard that. But like Tia, if your daughter's talking about Tina a lot, you may want to have that looked at. But thank you again for the support. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to make you watch this video from TikTok he sent me. So I'm going to steal your screen right now and make you do just that. This is a video called Lights Under Louisville. <gasps> oh my. <gasps> 
my God. It is like a magical Christmas cave, Mikey. I like that. Oh, my God. Mikey. I love this. I am so down. Paige, it would be quite a trek for you. to. Oh, my God. They have a laser light show underground in a cave. How are we not there right now? We need to do a live podcast event from this cave. Only $43 per car. How many people can we get in a car, guys? I'm going to clown car this bitch. Four, maybe five. Oh, my God. You, you have to drive through without your headlights on. Yeah, no headlights. Holy shit, Jonathan. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm going to save this. Louisville's not that far away, Mikey. We might need to make a trek. Just a, It's a couple hours. Yeah, we can be fun. I know Natalie would love that. Anyway, we now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. Patreonicals. Mm. Isaac's been kidnapped. Everyone went to rescue him, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like uh, my grandfather was starting up his old record player right there. <laughs> That's the way Mikey's mind works. <laughs> like turning it from LP to EP or whatever. Uh, the patriarchals go into a dark corner in my brain. They're locked up there until I unlock them for 45 seconds and then lock them back up. It's called compartmentalization page. Uh, men are really good at it. It's a skill. Sure. Compartmentalization is not completely unhealthy. I don't have time to get into this. Um, okay. Fucking Wes is carving up Isaac. Cause he's like, I'm the handsomest. Wow. And, uh, Emotion Joe, he is drinking the milk of his slave people. Don't love, like in Mad Max, because he, he had the milkmaids in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A new Mad Max movie's coming out. I am excited for I that. I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. Uh, Madeline is cartwheeling around, and as she's cartwheeling, holy shit, <gasps> Kate and Jeremy kicks her with his laser foot. What's a laser foot? I love that a laser foot could shoot a laser, but no, they kick with that laser foot too. <laughs> he can make shapes with his lasers. It's it's arguably the dumbest thing you could do with the laser foot. <laughs> like that is the least impressive thing I've seen a laser foot do. A human foot could kick. Kick her right in the lady parts oh, and she goes oh. down. Vixen Avery comes in, she's shooting up their their people. Natasha and Karun's kids are coming in on their go-karts. They're being murdered. They're murdering people. It's a giant battle. My blood is gasoline! Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Just a rage bomb. He fires a firework in the guy's eyes, in Wes's eyes, and blinds him. And then he pushes him down. <gasps> okay. Sunzi, back on... We'll get there later. Going back. Uh, <laughs> Kate unties Isaac with her psychic ability. And Emotion Joe grabs sex caliber and is like this is my sword now and cuts kate with it and she loses <gasps> her psychic powers but they what? grab him and retreat wow she's had psychic powers for a long ass time too yeah sex caliber is like i'm sorry <laughs> and so they 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 take the big giant school bus karuna and natasha are like get the fuck on and then how many of my children did they lose and we're like eight but there's so many of the dead bad people and they're head they head back to the big truck where libby's like what happened my big mechanical arm is wondering and um they're like we got isaac's like oh they're coming for us and everything <laughs> and then uh aaron with her bow and arrow was like what are we going to do without kate's psychic ability 
how are we going to save Allie, who's slowly dying of radiation poisoning in the fish tank and has all the water. They're drinking the water, and she's running out of water. And <gasps> Bo Easy, he's crying and adding his tears to the water, but it's not enough. And then That um, is so sweet right there. Oh, my God. Yes. And then Sunzi, he spots an oasis playing his guitar. And River Moon's like, I need more natural remedies. Just in the background, you hear... Say maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me. Save me. Do you hear that? It's an oasis. And after all. And then you just hear punches and swearing. Because they fully hate each other. Yeah. They hate each other. Yeah. Brothers shouldn't start bands. And then fade to black. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to find out till next week what happens on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. That's gonna be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your whore virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. It's a wonderful knife.